0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the sixth day of August. Thank you for joining me. It's the Lord's Day. Check out Not Far From the Kingdom. It's our full-length sermon, about 45 minutes or so long, uh, available wherever you're listening to this podcast. Of course, video available as well at our website or our YouTube page, PWM. Uh, Let's jump back in today to Mark chapter 14. Jesus is instituting what we will call the Lord's Supper. We read the 22nd verse yesterday as a lead-in, but let's reread it today and put it together with the, the following two verses so we get the whole feel. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Jesus is instituting a covenant which seems normal to us. Like, we're so used to talking about this that we don't think of how unbelievable this was. How risky even this was. Because... And what I mean by risky is we're dealing with a covenantal people. Israel is in covenant with God through Moses. They also have in their heritage the Abrahamic covenant of promise. You can make a cogent argument that they've replaced the Abrahamic in their consciousness with the Mosaic. Paul makes that argument rather pointedly, particularly in his letters to the Romans and the Galatians that Israel had taken themselves out of the Abrahamic and placed themselves in the Mosaic. I don't want to get in the weeds with that, but my point is whatever covenant the average Israelite or Jew thought himself or herself in or under at the time of Christ, they were covenantal people. So for Jesus to break bread and bless or thank God for a cup in ceremonial fashion. Breaking bread and drinking wine with people didn't enter you into a covenant, but the wording Jesus is using, take, eat, this is my body. He blessed it. He broke it. Then he takes the cup and gives thanks to God for it and says, this is my blood of a new covenant shed for many. This is unambiguous. You can't mistake this. This is Jesus taking a normal meal, a Passover meal, and inserting himself into it as a covenant. And the reason it's so pathbreaking, the reason it's so risky, is because they're already in covenant with God through Moses. They're already in covenant with God through their circumcision, tying them to Abraham. And here's Jesus introducing them to yet another covenant. This requires them, if they partake of this covenant, Feeling as if Jesus is giving them a covenant, it requires them to be loyal to this covenant. So without overstating it, I hope I've at least made you cognizant of the fact that this is a big deal. And now, if you wonder then why people like me make a big deal of communion, this is why. There's a, a minor... Push in some circles of grace. It's a fringe group, but I've heard from it loud and clear that believes that the new covenant is for Israel and Judah only and that you and I as Gentiles were never given a covenant. Um, If that's the case, then communion should only be taken by Jews who believe in Jesus. And Paul takes this very ceremony in 1 Corinthians and tells the Corinthian people that they are to partake of it as often as they do realizing that they're partaking of a new covenant. So unless you believe the Corinthian church was made up entirely of Jews that no Gentiles were allowed in, which would not be consistent with Paul's message to any church. Unless you believe that, then you have to believe that Gentiles participate in communion. And if they participate in communion, then the new covenant applies to them. This is the institution of the covenant. So I recently told a pastor, he said, I'm having trouble. This is being taught by someone in my church. They're teaching a class and, and, they're teaching that we're not under the covenant. I said, "How often are you taking communion?" I said, "If you're if you would take communion every week and teach it just a little bit every week. You don't have to go into a whole sermon, but just a little bit every week so that people knew that this was the ceremony given to them by Jesus that identified them with the new covenant. Then they wouldn't fall for this these other tricks. So some people wonder, "Why have you become sacramental?" at this stage in your ministry, because I've watched too much foolishness. And I've realized that sacramental Christianity, as much as we can, helps tie us to roots beyond us. Otherwise, we we run the risk of ending up creating our own stuff, our own doctrines, our own ideas. I was asked or someone mentioned statements of faith to me recently and my response was I think we should consider statements of faith lining up with the creeds because otherwise our statements of faith go down all these little side trails in an attempt to differentiate ourselves from the church we just left. And that's why you look at statements of faith and they're 14 pages long and they cover every theological point possible because we want to differentiate ourselves from the people we disagreed with at the last church. So we keep writing all these extra little things. Well, here's what makes us unique. What we really are saying is here's what makes us right. And they're not supposed to be what makes you right. They're supposed to be what makes you sick a Christian. They're supposed to be the things that you identify with because you're a believer. And so he, he's take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood of the new covenant, shed for many. That phrase, shed for many, is a, is a reach backward by Jesus. In Isaiah 53, 12, it says, He bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. So by saying, this blood is shed for many, Jesus is inserting himself into the Isaiah 53 prophecy because the sound of blood shed for many would have triggered in those who knew Isaiah that Jesus was referencing that great 53rd chapter. And in case you don't remember, the 53rd chapter is the one in which the Lord lays the iniquity of all of us on the one who opened not his mouth and was led as a lamb to the slaughter, taken from prison and from judgment, the one wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Jesus is putting himself there so that we can see that the body and blood that's about to be broken and about to be shed, coming up at the cross, is going to be the same... Character from Isaiah chapter 53. More from this communion moment tomorrow. See you then. God bless.